ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبين باي فريزن الله سبحانه وتعالى وبريز هيم ان واس هيز هيلب ان وي سيك هيز فورغيفنس ان وي سيك رافيج ان الله فروم ذا ايفل انسايد اس اند فروم ذا ايفل كونسيكونسز اوف اور باد اكشنز هويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى جايدز نو وان كان مسكايد اند هويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى ليفز تو جو ستراين نو وان كان جايد I testified that there is no god to be worshiped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is our master our leader the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was the most knowledgeable person about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not sleep and it does not befit his majesty that he sleeps he lowers the scales and raises them the deeds of the day will be resurrected to him before the deeds of the night and the deeds of the night will be directed to him before the deeds of the day hijabuhu nur his veil is light if he were to remove that veil the light that comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will burn all the creations brothers and sisters last week we talked about leaving a legacy and whether or not you're going to be missed when you leave the community or when the decree of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to you when death approaches you the question was did you leave anything behind behind that people will remember you with did you leave a legacy and we talked about how you have to aim high and to have you have to have a high standard and we said that the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they didn't want to be just in jannah but they wanted to be with the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in jannah and we knew that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if you ask jannah as the highest level as al firdaus as the highest level in jannah and we also talked about how the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to compete with one another in virtues and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran vie with one another in virtues so today inshallah we're going to link today's talk or today's khutbah to last week's khutbah about leaving a legacy because we're talking we're going to be talking about someone who left a great legacy someone he was a, one of the icons of this country the icons of the muslim ummah the muslim society the ummah that produced great leaders like abu bakr and umar and uthman and ali the ummah that produced great leaders like muhammad al-fatih and salahuddin and qutuz the ummah that produced great leaders people like umar al-mukhtar and sa'd zaghloul and others also produced al-haj malik shabaz known as malcolm x brothers and sisters malcolm x was a great great man and he left a great legacy he left a life full of lessons full of wisdom that we can learn from and we can teach our children Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz may Allah have mercy on him. There are so many lessons brothers and sisters that we can learn from him. His dedication, his determination, his strong will, his courage. As somebody described him, 
He said that he was like a black panther, strong, rare, and beautiful. You know, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Do not be an imma'ah. Don't just live an insignificant life. Don't just live a foolish life. But do something. Do something that you will be remembered after your death with. Don't say, if people are okay, I'm okay with them. If people say good, I will say the good. If people are doing bad, I will, I will do the same thing as people. Don't do that. Don't be insignificant. There are so many lessons that we can learn from, from the life of Malcolm X. And Allah, I've read a lot about him. And for the last two weeks, I've been listening to interviews and, and talks. And amazing, amazing human being. Wallahi, amazing human being. And subhanAllah, for this just short life that he lived, 39 years, and the life that he spent as a Muslim, just reflects on the greatness of this man. We know Sahaba and companions of Rasulullah they lived only for like five or six, some of them even days in Islam, but they've done great service to Islam. They have left legacies, a lot of lessons, a lot of wisdom that we can learn from. And one of these things, brothers and sisters, and we're not comparing Malcolm X or any of the great leaders to the Sahaba of Rasulullah Because there is no comparison between us and the companions of Rasulullah And Rasulullah made it clear and he says, By Allah, if any of you will spin in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as much as the mountain of Uhud in gold will not reach the position of my companions. Not even a mood or half a mood that they spend in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we know that the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu were great people. And there is no comparison between us and them. But the Messenger of Allah sallallahu did not underestimate the people who will come after him and after the Sahaba. Yes, he said, my best, the best generation is my generation, those who follow. But he also said, sallallahu alayhi wa there are people, ahbabi, my lovers will come after me. Those who did not see me, but they believed in me. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa that one of them, one of them, one of them would love to give up his wealth and his family to just see me. Not to sit and talk with me, to just see me. And Rasulullah is talking about you. So we're not comparing the Sahaba to great leaders like Malcolm, but we also saying that Rasulullah did not underestimate the values of the leader of the Ummah. He said, Sallallahu my Ummah is like rain, Ummati Kalmatar. In a hadith located in Sunan al-Tirmidhi, narrated by Anas, he said, My ummah is like rain. It's not known which is better, the first or the last. And rain, brothers and sisters, brings life. Rain means peace, means blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People 
pray for rain. We have in our books of fiqh something called salat al-istisqa. People go out and when they're afflicted with drought, they go out to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send down the rain. And Malcolm X was just like rain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him in the right time. And he gave him the power. He gave him the ability. He gave him the determination and the willpower to speak out, to say the truth, and fear nobody but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the first lessons that we'll learn from the life of Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz is his ability to change himself. You know, I read a part of the autobiography of Malcolm X. And may Allah have mercy on Brother Muhammad Shakir, if you still remember him. He saw me one time when I was holding the book, it was two or three years ago, and he said, don't read the book, I will tell you everything about him. He used to come to Pittsburgh once a month, and he, he used to spend the night with me. I will tell you everything about him. And wallahi, I was astonished. And I advise you, if you didn't read this book, if you don't have it at home, just buy it. The autobiography of Malcolm X. His ability to change in this book, in the beginning of his life, he was alcoholic, he was involved in drugs, in prostitution, alcohol, he ended up being in prison for seven years. But he believed in the power of change. He believed that he can be a better person. He embraced Islam and he left the prison. The power of a change, brothers and sisters. He was willing to change. He had the sincerity to change. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran that Allah will not change a condition of people. And every single one of us in this room know this verse. It's the most famous verse by Muslims. Every single one of us know that verse. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that He will not change the condition of people until they change themselves. So we need to look at the mirror first. Before we change anything around us, before we start to complain about what's happening in the world. Rasulullah was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to convey the message to who? First, to his family. And then his tribe. And then to the whole city of Mecca. And eventually to the whole world. But he was commanded to start with a circle of influence. Why? To ensure the sincerity and the purity of his actions that he's doing that for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you start with yourself and if you start with the people around you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring change. And remember the great ideas, it starts with one person, one man, one man. Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah, he said, he said when a person is involved in something or an idea, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help him or lead him or guide him to strengthen this idea. In other words, if you have the sincerity to love Allah and to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make everything easy for you to come closer to Him. If you love the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you to get to know more about Him and love Him more and more. If you want to avoid a sin, if you want to get rid of a bad habit, and if you have that sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. But if you don't have the sincerity, you're kind of like a car stuck in the snow. You cannot go right or left. You're stuck. And this is what the shaitan wants you to be. Stuck. 
But if you have the sincerity, that's the part that will get you out of the trouble. How can we change ourselves? Number one, to eliminate all the obstacles that will prevent you from changing yourself. If you have an unlawful relationship, leave it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are involved in a haram relationship, send a message today, a text message today, an email, a Facebook message, say, Inni Allah. I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you do that, wallahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. The second thing is to close all the avenues that will lead you to committing sins or disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Close that door. Don't put yourself into a gray area and say, well, I'm just going to test myself. There are brothers and sisters, I'm not here to pick on someone, but I've heard many stories. Actually, last week after the Jum'ah, somebody uh, asked me to speak about the brothers and you know, who go to uh, bars and, and clubs and, you know. But every time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about a type of sin, He refers to it as a disease. As a disease. And you need to, it, it, you have to go through a process in order to, to get rid of that disease. We're not like machines. So you hit a button and you'll be fine. And, no, we're not like machines. There's a process and you have to go through it and it starts with sincerity. With sincerity. Be sincere. Trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you can actually change. You know, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he said, the bad actions that you do go through a few stages. Number one, it's a passing thought. You saw something haram, just a passing thought. You thought about it. And if you don't stop it, he said, if you don't stop it, it will become a settled thought. And if you don't fight it, it will become a desire. And if you don't fight that desire, it will become a determination. If you don't fight this determination, it will become a bad habit. And now you're stuck. Now you're stuck. Sometimes you cry, sometimes it's up to my neck, I cannot get rid of it. What can I do? I pray, I make tawbah, I make a safar, I pray at night, I ask Allah help, but I'm so weak, I go back to it. Because you're stuck, Akhi. And you need to make a sincere tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept you. The brothers and sisters, sometimes when we talk about this, they say, Akhi, you're just being judgmental. And in the name of being judgmental, everything else is okay. No, you have to accept it. Maybe it's an advice, maybe it's an, a harsh advice, but take it. Take it. Don't say, who, who, who do you think you are to advise me? Who do you think you are to be judgmental? Or judge my actions? No, take it. Take it. Wallahi, it will be beneficial for you. Maybe again, it's presented to you in a bad way or in a harsh way, but there's wisdom behind it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destined for you to hear it. And if you worry about the ummah, the conditions of the ummah, we talked about this before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to ask you about issues beyond your capabilities, but He's going to ask about you. About you. And if you again, if you're committing sins, if you're involving in anything haram, if you have troubles in your heart towards people, if you have vices and errors in your, in your life, then it's about time to stop and reflect and have a plan to change. 
We need to change. We need to change. We really need to change. Look at the whole situation of the Muslim Ummah right now. Everybody is complaining. Everybody's blaming others. And the only person that we don't blame is ourselves. Let's just be honest and realistic. The only people that we don't blame is ourselves. We're just perfect and the whole world is against us. That's wrong. Wallahi, it's wrong. Wallahi, it's wrong. There is no comparison whatsoever between the Muslims now and the Muslims in the community of Rasulullah sallallahu No comparison whatsoever. We talk about the companions and the Sahaba, we talk about problems that we're facing as Muslims, we talk about discrimination, Islamophobia, and we come here every week and we talk about these things. And I'm afraid that we're going to go and die and our kids are going to sit in the same place talking about the same exact problem, having the same exact vices and errors in their hearts. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, that verse is not only in the Quran, it's also in the Old Testament. And if you need to change, he says, you just have to change yourself first. If you hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about change, and you have to change yourself first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to do it for you. And again, start with your circle of influence, yourself, your family members your neighbors, your friends. And then if you do that, Wallahi, Wallahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring change. Wallahi, the ummah, the suffering that the ummah are facing right now is not because of the lack of the numbers. We're so many. It's not the lack of resources. It's not the lack of wealth. It's a lack of men and women who have sincerity, who actually want to change, who actually want to follow the real sunnah, the guidelines of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why we lack in it. Ali ibn Abi Talib, when after Uthman ibn Affan was killed, he climbed a member before he was elected as a khalifa, and he said, listen, you need a man of actions, not a man of words. That's what we need. And this man, rahimahullah, Malcolm, he was a great person. And he had the ability to change himself. The second lesson, brothers and sisters, is speaking the truth. This man was known for his dedication to speak the truth. No matter, no matter the consequences are. And we were encouraged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to speak the truth. And to say nothing but the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah An-Nisa, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, qoolu qawameena bilqist shuhada. Oh believers, speak the truth. Speak the truth even if it's against your own selves. This man, he spoke about all the terrible things that were happening during his time. And when he went to Mecca and came back and he found out that Islam is not, is not only for black people, Islam for everybody else. And how he wrote in his autobiography, the letter that he sent to his assistant, amazing letter, amazing letter. He said a part of it, he said that I've, I've met blonde-haired and blue-eyed people, they call me brother. They call me brother. And this is the spirit of Islam. Yes, it's in the history, but do we practice as Muslims? Do we practice these things? That's another question. So this man was able to speak the truth. And the Messenger of Allah said, the best form of jihad is speaking the truth in the presence of unjust ruler. In front of oppressor. Why is it? Why is it the best form of of jihad, because you can lose your, your life. 
you can't get killed. Imagine if you go to Mubarak before and he told him, you know, you're an oppressor. It's going to cost you your life. And that's, that's why it is the best, the best form of jihad. The Messenger of Allah how do you think the Messenger of Allah said, do you think, you think his mission was easy? No, it wasn't easy. The Prophet was sent to a community that the people used to disrespect women, they used to kill their baby girls, everybody's right was violated. And Rasulullah came out and he says, no, this is it, enough, you gotta stop that. You gotta stop that. So it wasn't easy for the Messenger of Allah but this is what we were encouraged by Allah and the Messenger of Allah to do. Abu Dhar al-Ghifari rahimahullah and radiallahu anhu he sat with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one time and he says, Ya Rasulullah, idhni, advise me. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, have taqwa. Be conscious about God because it is the foundation. فَهَذَا هُوَ رَأْسُ الْأَمْرِ Because it is the foundation of this matter, of this religion. And then he said, Ya Rasulullah, advise me more. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, make a mention of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala all the time. Because if you do, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will make a mention of you. Number three, he said, Ya Rasulullah, advise me more. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قَوْلِ الْحَقِّ وَلَوْ كَانَ مُرَّةِ Speak the truth even if it's better. Speak the truth even if it's better. This is what the Messenger of Allah Wasallam said. Umar al-Khattab was sitting once with some of the companions and one of them said, that's after Umar became a Khalifa. Somebody said to him, Ya Amir al-Mu'min, Wallahi, we've never seen someone, we've never seen someone better than you since the Messenger of Allah Wasallam depart. We've never seen someone who's better than you. Umar didn't say a thing, he was just waiting to, to see if everybody will agree on that. And one of the companions of Umar, and one of the people who were sitting around, he says, La wallahi, we've seen someone who's better. Who was it? Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu Because this man, he recognized, he acknowledged the, the position, the maqam of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu He said, no, Abu Bakr was better. He traveled with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu He supported the Messenger of, of Allah sallallahu with his own life, with, with his wealth and everything. He did everything possible to please Allah and to please the Messenger of Allah and please the Muslims as well. So he was better than you. And Umar said, Wallahi, sadaqa wa kadabitum. He has said the truth and you are just liars. Umar, he said that about himself. He said, Wallahi, I was more misguided than my camel. While Abu Bakr Siddiq was better than the smell of a musk. The smell of, of musk, the smell of perfume. The last lesson, brothers and sisters, that we'll learn from Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz's life or Malcolm X is taking action. His ability to take action. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us in earth as successors. And what is the job of a successor? To fulfill the rights of people. To help the just and to rebel against the oppressors. This is the job, the job of a, of a successor. I will tell you a story. And before the story, I want to ask the question, are you passive? I'll tell you a story which actually, I remember that I said it once here. It was told to me by a friend in the UK, who lives, uh, who lives in Liverpool right now. He told me in the 40s and the 50s in England, the town was suffering from drugs. So the community leaders, they got together and they said, well, let's just talk about it. And they invited the Muslims as well. 
So the Muslims during that time, they were young professionals, they didn't have kids, and those who had kids, their kids were young, so they said no. That problem does not really affect us directly, so it's, it's not our problem, you go deal with it. They said fine, they dealt with it. 40 and 50 years later, the drug dealers and the drug addicts were actually the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَاتَّقُوا فِتْنَةً لَا تُصِيبَنَّ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنْكُمْ Beware of a problem that will not only harm the people who committed it, the people who did it, but it will affect everybody else. Now there is a hadith, the hadith is ma'lul, there is some problems in the hadith, but however, there is a, there is a good lesson in this hadith. The Rasulullah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel to destroy a town. And then Jibreel alayhi salam, he says, but there's so and so, he was very obedient to you, prays all the time, he fasts all the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, start with him. Why? Because Islam is not just about fasting and praying and paying your zakah. It's not just about that. <laughs> It's about fulfilling the rights of Allah, about fulfilling the rights of people. Making a change around you. Make the world a better place. That's Islam. Start with him. Why? Because he didn't do anything about it. He didn't even go out to tell people you're doing something wrong. He said, as long as I'm doing okay, as long as I'm obedient to Allah and pray, I fulfill the duties of Allah, everything will be fine. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, start with him. And Rasulullah said, if you don't enjoy the good and forbid the evil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment will descend upon you and your supplications will not be accepted by Allah. Will not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu said, he said that when somebody does something wrong in secret or in private, it only harms that individual. But if he does it openly and nobody stops him, everybody else will be afflicted with it. Everybody else will be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to end the khutbah with the story of Surah Yaseen, or the, the man who was called a believer of Yaseen, or Mu'min Yaseen. I'm sure every one of you have read Surah Yaseen, and some of you also memorize Surah Yaseen. In the second page of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a group of people, a town that he sent them two prophets, they weren't enough, he supported them with a third. But they, these people were terrible people, very stubborn, that they didn't believe in three, three different messengers. And they said to them, you know, since you start calling us to what you're calling us for, you know, we have been receiving a lot of evil, so you either stop right now, otherwise we're going to stone you to death. So a man, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاءَ مِنْ أَقْصَ الْمَدِينَةِ مِنْ أَقْصَ الْمَدِينَةِ A man from the furthest part of the town. He came running, running. Who could have said, you know, أخي, it's, what can I do? Yeah. I, I'm by myself. What can I do? Yeah, it's not my problem. It's not my fault. No, he came from the furthest part of town. And he says, Ya qawm, ittabu'u al-mursaleen, O people, follow the believers, follow the messengers of Allah, follow those people because those people are here for your benefit, for your well-being, your success, follow them. What happened to him? He was killed. And after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, قِيلَتْ خُلِ الْجَنَّةِ He says, enter Jannah. He said, قَالَ يَلَيْتَ قَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ 
He said, if only my people know. Subhanallah. He was he took an action, he was killed, and then after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him his his maqam in Jannah, his place in Jannah, he said, if only my people know, he's still taking action. He wanted to go back to tell people about what he saw, about his position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't just say myself, myself. I know this life is about just myself. It's about myself. And that's, that's one of the proofs of the greatness of Rasulullah because he was someone who never said myself, myself. And that's the difference between him and anybody else in the last day. Because he will not say myself. He didn't say it in life. He will not say it in the next life. He will say my people, my ummah. That's what he's going to say. Did Mu'min Yaseen, the believer of Yaseen, did he see the fruit of his work? No. Did he see the end result? No. But he acknowledged his effort. And Malcolm X, he didn't see the fruit of his, of his work. And when you think about him, you wish that he was here now to see, to see what happened after 1965. He didn't see the end result, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not waste his effort. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم الله سبحانه وتعالى have mercy on Malcolm X الله سبحانه وتعالى grant him the highest level of Jannah اللهم آمين and may Allah سبحانه وتعالى forgive him and may Allah سبحانه وتعالى resurrect him with the prophets and the صديقين the truthful and the شهداء اللهم آمين أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله brothers and sisters this is something very important you know, we need to teach our children not only about the companions of Rasulullah not only about the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the great scholars, but also about leaders, people like Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz. We need to teach our children about that. Really, we need to teach our children about that. If you don't have the autobiography of Malcolm X, buy it today, it's only like 15 or 20 dollars. Sit and read it. Told him that this is somebody, he wanted change. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not waste his effort. You know, Wallahi, when I was reading this book, I couldn't see any difference between him and the companions of the cave. He can call me crazy, he can say whatever you want about me, but Wallahi, I didn't see any difference between this man and the companions of the cave. But the companions of the cave, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them back to see, to see the result, to see the, the fruit of their work. But Malcolm, he just, he just died, but I'm sure that he's aware of all that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again have mercy on him, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect him with the Sahaba with the prophets and the Siddiqin and the Shahada. Kulu Kaliaz or Safrullah, you welcome. Bahmafilana Dubana was Rafana Fiamrina with a bit of the men on Sonal Kamikafirin. Allah, we ask you to honor us as you honor righteous people before us. Allah, we ask you to protect us from anxiety and from grief. And we ask you to help the Muslims everywhere in the world and to support the Muslims everywhere in the world and to help the Muslims in Sierra Leone and Guinea and all the places where afflicted with diseases and have mercy on our brothers and sisters all over the world. Amen, Amen, Amen. Subhanahu wa Rabbi 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 Rabbi